Yes, we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. This is Citizen Watch on Percent's News Talk Station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. Come on! That's your Merced. Los Baños. Gustine. And all of the little communities up and down. The 99, the I-5, the flooded byways and roadways of Merced County. Hey, and 59, let's not forget 59. The perennial lake. Oh, we got to get another sing- another song here. So many things. Yeah, I don't like that song. Let's go to another one. So many things I have to do. Dave Luna has a staff. Mm, I don't know about that one either. So many things I have to do. I don't mean to bore you with my life here. Oh, well, like a hurricane. Hey, that's a... <laughs> Uh, we both had those relationships. Anyway, here we are Saturday morning, the night at the bonus, the bonus half hour. As if you couldn't get enough, you had to tune in. And we appreciate it. Believe me, I couldn't do it without you. I don't know how many people are listening. I know some are because I just got a call. Uh, I just got a call when I was out there in the uh, in the bullpen, the big area. Can you still say bullpen? I know there's a lot of words that are getting canceled here lately. And a uh, guy was telling me he works on Bear Creek, helping with flood control, that sort of thing. Uh, emergency service worker. Essential worker. Essential, baby. Aren't we all essential? Especially when you need to bring home the bacon, pay the pay the power bill. Anyway, an essential worker out there on the creek, he goes, Casey, you cannot imagine what we're seeing floating down the creek. These homeless folks, uh, what they've left uh, along the bank, how they've dug in, really causing some problema, some problemas. And again, you know, we have all this outreach during the year, you know, the cleanups, the, you know, Matt bringing the, uh, you know, the egg rolls, the tacos, the, uh, the carne asada, the tri-tip. Oh, I mean, the menu at these cleanups is absolutely amazing. Probably kind of, you know, dwarfs what's going on over there at the emergency shelter because of the flooding. This happened because of the erosion of the creek banks. I don't know. Are they connected? Could they be? Could they be? Prov- I don't know. But I'm getting word that there's a lot of debris. And this is not helping uh, the flow. Okay? This thing's got to flow. You wonder why it backs up over there by the Merced Mobile Estates. Just look at the map. You know, it comes racing down from the foothills. And the first real turn it makes, kind of like in San Diego on the I-5. They got the S-curve downtown. It's the most radical change in the direction of I-5 and the shortest amount of space in the length of I-5. And so when you come down Bear Creek, you've got this sharp, sharp left turn as the flow goes. As the kayakers go that do the cleanup, you have this left turn, and it goes underneath the train trestle tracks, and the bank is really low there where the road runs along Bear Creek. And it always floods right there, and it needs to be built up. And again, what we're seeing in the waterways is not helping. Uh, no bodies yet. That's the good thing. We did get confirmation that uh, while there's a lot of uh, debris going through, and you hear, I mean, we heard last week the guy that owns the auto uh, helps Rosari manage the, uh, the, what, the truck center over there, the commercial fleet vehicle center, whatever they got. Three or four dump trucks of, of crap that they, they pull out of the creek 
over there on a daily basis, not daily, I should let me not exaggerate, on a uh, annual basis, I don't know how annual it is, you know, the guy was complaining once they get him cleared out, they come back in, blah, blah. Of course, now no dart team, gosh, only knows what's happening over there now. So again, this has an effect when it all starts to wash downstream, just like the county losing the permit to be able to clean the banks of Bear Creek. The city went down in there. Kerrigan did something. I don't know. He really had to pull some strings just to, you know, like pull weeds or something, pick up trash, but to, to actually go in there and prune down some trees, you know, do some erosion control, some, some, uh, some rip wrap, you know, the big boulders, you know, something that comes off a landslide. You put those on the bank. It's amazing. When the water hits that, it doesn't uh, erode the bank because they're getting in to North and South Bear Creek Drive, my friends. I don't know how long those are going to be open. Are you going to be able to go from McKee all the way to R? Or we well, can't go to 59 now and probably won't be for a while. But are you going to be able to someday do that? Or are they going to have to, you know, get a corpse of engineer permit for the, uh, you know, the polywog, the salamander, the, uh, the, you know, somebody got a pot farm down there you can't touch because it's uh, now protect. I don't know. But uh, this brings out, and you know, these, these, these things, these, these incidents, these uh, acts of God, these, you know, Mother Nature showing her fury. Uh, brings up some of our shortcomings, along with our roads and the potholes, things like that. And it really uh, should, uh, you know, maybe focus, refocus some of the uh, leaders uh, in a direction that, uh, so the next time this happens, it doesn't. Okay, here we are. We talked, uh, covered the Merced City Council meeting from, uh, that's going to be held Tuesday, January 17th, my mother's birthday, if she were still here. Love you, Mom. Miss you every day. Went out there, cleaned the, cleaned the headstone not too long ago. Hopefully that was appreciated. But uh, the 17th, Tuesday, Monday, the two, Bonnie Steed. Everybody remember her? She worked at Bank of America in escrow forever. There's some people still out there remember my mom. I remember her every day. Her birthday would, uh, would be Tuesday. And it's the same time they're going to have a city council meeting. And I finished up with the item that was uh, where we're going to bring Spaghetti Acres neighborhood. Uh, into an honorary historic neighborhood district. And when I was reading through the staff report, not a lot of mentions uh, mention of the Italiano influence, uh, the folks that came over from Italy, uh, the different uh, locations. Very, very, uh, very, very proud people did a lot, a lot of work down here. The Yosemite Valley Railroad, one of my favorite love trains, folks. I absolutely love rail. And trains are a big deal. And we used to have this thing here called the Yosemite Valley Railroad, the YVRR. It went from basically where Ada Gibbons is there on R Street all the way to El Portal. 80 miles of, of fun on the tracks. Uh, follow the Merced River uh, once it got out there uh, by, by uh, Supervisor Pereira's place, the petting zoo. Once it got out there, then it turned north. Would that be north? It went along the river, maybe more easterly. Uh, along the Merced River, that was before there were dams and all those kind of things, just kind of hung onto the side of the cliffs there. Beautiful, beautiful train ride. And it wasn't for tourists, no, it was to get sugar pine. And, uh, oh gosh, what do they make concrete out of? No, they, they were getting the element to make concrete out of there. One of the largest deposits, limestone, one of the largest deposits up there uh, in, the, in the world is up there. And, and great concrete, by the way, but you can't do that. You can't just take stuff out of national parks now. They really, but back in the 40s, hey, go for it. 1907, whenever it was. They lasted for a long time. And then when that area, when the, when the YVRR, when the Yosemite Valley Railroad went away, uh, that land was vacant. And a guy named Mondo, 
who you may heard of the Mondo building downtown where MCOE, the palatial headquarters of Steve Teach and Dr. Snickerdoodles down there on, uh, what is that, Main and Canal, the Mondo building. Uh, used to be the Bank of Italy. Get it, Italy. And uh, he bought that land and uh, started farming and doing all kinds of things there. They talked about the rich soil later on in the staff report that's going to be presented Monday night. But again, uh, quite an Italian uh, influence over there. Again, why it's called Spaghetti Acres. And I think there could be a little bit more emphasis on uh, the ethnic side of things, especially since we put so much e- emphasis on ethnicity. But again, maybe it's not the right. Is it? I I don't know. But, you, but it's in there. And some great quotes from uh, some things that Sarah Lim did over at the uh, Merced County Courthouse Museum. They had a great, a great uh, exhibit not that long ago. Geez, it's a couple of years ago. So anyway, DNA, the Downtown Neighborhood Association, uh, Diane Odom Gunn, a great uh, promoter of downtown, of all things Center City Merced. And of course, they look at the uh, uh, the DNA uh, going all the way from the creek, the Spaghetti Acres, all the way to Glen, and uh, all the way up to 16th Street. A little bit different than MMA. This is the Merced Main Street Association. Of course, hoping for the PBID, the Public Benefit Improvement District, to come their way, baby. And uh, now that you lost the dart, you probably really want that PBID. That's probably pretty important to you guys down there. Of course, it's important to all of us to have a good police department. So anyway, Spaghetti Acres uh, coming into a honorary historical neighborhood. And you may remember this over at Ragsdale. I think the sign is still there. It hasn't been recycled. It hasn't been recycled. Okay, then we go uh, com- com- approval. This is on the consent calendar, by the way. Merced City Council meeting next Tuesday. Approval to waive the competitive bidding requirements and authorizing the purchase of one aerial tree truck. I always bring this up because people don't realize the city equipment, you know, when you're parked there at the stoplight and you look up, you know, and there's two guys in the cab with a, you know, an in and out, a, a, a double-double with, uh, you know, animal style. And they're sitting there. They're going to the next job, you know, City of Merced on the side of it. Uh, how much do these trucks cost? Very, very expensive. So the aerial, what's this thing? The aerial tree truck is a hundred, a hundred and ninety-eight thousand. $904. I imagine that must include tax, but that first year registration, that's going to be a whoo, need to pay that. And I don't know if that comes with a full tank of uh, diesel. Now, it's not electric. I know some folks are going to be upset, but uh, again, you get a guy up there way up high, you need to get him down. So you need to have a, uh, a reliable vehicle. So $198,000. I thought that we were just clear cutting most of the trees here in Merced because those Modesto ash, they're not looking so good. And the trees that have fallen, my word. So this is a timely. A timely purchase. Then let's go through here. What else? Competitive bidding. That's well, just to purchase plumbing stuff. Again, $100,000 in plumbing parts. Oh, what are they going to do here? Memorandum of understanding between the city of Atwater and Merced. The firefighters uh, going to get the self-contained breathing apparatus. Uh, project cost will not exceed $2 million. Woo-hoo. That's a lot of money. For a breathing apparatus, and it just goes to show you how expensive, you know, people, the personnel is one thing, the, the cost of paying the wages and the uh, the, the uh, pensions and that sort of thing, but this equipment, not cheap, my friends, not cheap, and it just slides in there under the consent items. Then we go to public hearing, uh, a couple of real, you know, kind of boring ones here, but there's one that I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, the wastewater, oh, this is a report item, excuse me, wastewater collection system master plan. Now, this is something... 
I have written here finally next to my notes because this is something we've been talking about for a long, long time. We cannot annex in one more square inch of land into the city of Merced until we get this thing done and approved. So they're going to talk about it Monday night. It's going to be very important to the council members to listen to this. Hopefully they can put away, well, the majority of them that have their bias towards some departments in the city can put that away just for a minute and look at the good of the city and how we need this uh, plan approved and where we're going to head. We need some direction. They've had some previous studies. They're going to talk about that. They're going to talk about how much uh, EDUs, uh, not EDUs, dwelling units, how many dwelling units they think they can handle with the way the system is now, and then they're going to have to build out uh, some sewer trunk lines uh, so the collection system uh, will have uh, the capacity to get the sewage basically from the, the north to the south. Got to get it all the way down there to Gear Road. Gur, Gur Road, excuse me. They've talked about at one point putting a satellite sewage facility in North Merced to handle the development either temporarily or permanently so that they don't have to put this infrastructure through some of the existing portions of Merced, some of the major right-of-ways. And as far as I know from this report, the plan is to still have one plant, and that's down at Gur Road. So some of the requests by developers, the gnashing of teeth, the showing them what can be done has fallen on deaf ears as far as that plan. Now, secondary treatment, where we use the effluent for um, irrigation purposes, that sort of thing, industrial purposes, haven't seen a lot about that in here. But the uh, dwelling unit, the uh, rate of... Uh, of what we're we're building, we're, we're going to run out of space here at some point. And we're going to have to make some decisions. So again, this is coming before the council. Hopefully, the PowerPoint's a little bit better than the slides. They're uh, very, very, uh, how can I say, kind of like a summary. So uh, they have a lot of a lot of numbers in here. I think, you know, it's, it's confusing to me. And I have a, a quasi-construction background. I'm not a civil engineer. But hopefully these... Uh, these ideas, these proposals, the phasing of this, uh, what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, uh, will be discussed. They have some pictures of the existing conditions of the influent trunk line. This is the big trunk lines that, after all your uh, collectors feed into, you know, the big 48-inch pipe or whatever that goes down, or bigger, that flows down the middle of M or R or G or one of these streets to get to Gur Road. Really bad shape. The rebars, uh, the, well, the concrete's gone down to the rebar. Probably about uh, a third of the size, two-thirds of the size of what the pipe diameter originally was. We have some big problems. And you see that periodically throughout the city when something uh, breaks, when it discharges. So, again, there's a lot, of, a lot of detail here, a lot of information. I haven't gone through it fully. But here's the... Uh, Here's the, uh, the the interesting page. Of course, it's the last page of the report of the PowerPoint, uh, power, uh, a 13-page PowerPoint. And they have areas of improvement. Item number one, interim system improvements. Now, interim means just what it means. It's like between now and, you know, some point when we're really going to need to do something big. Something big, really big. So the interim system improvements, just to uh, keep us going, $30,310,000. North Merced major improvements, this is item number two, $58,906,000. South Merced major improvements, and you go, well, what are they doing in South Merced? Well, that's where the plant is. So you need to get the, uh, you know, uh, blank flows downhill, and, and, and that and we're no different, even though there are some pressure pipes. 
they got to get it all down to Gurry Road. So that, uh, to do the uh, mains and that sort of thing, you know, the new trunk lines, that sort of thing, through some of the uh, uh, the choke points, if you will, in town, 18182000 So the subtotal for the major improvements, $107,398,000. And again, I round up because I'm sure they are. And again, this is cost of construction. We know what happens there, and these are just estimates, and we know what happens there. Item number four, so that was the subtotal of the major improvements. Now we're going to go to the minor improvements. North Merced minor improvements, $12 million, 536. Man, that's a minor improvement. I'd like to make a minor improvement uh, to my house of 12 million. And then we have item five, South Merced minor improvements, 4,456,000. Almost, you know, four and a half million dollars by my MCOE math. Subtotal minor improvements, 16,000, 16,992,000. Let's just call it 17 million. Total improvements cost 100. <laughs> Are you ready? It's a big number to read. $124,390,000. Now, where are they going to get that money? Because you've heard the voices that come up before the council. The rich need to pay. The developers need to pay. They're getting away with murder. They're using our services. They're using everything. And they, they sell the land and they go to the Bahamas. or I, yeah, these, these folks. But the bottom line is we need $124 million dollars. Uh, just to get the wastewater. This is just the wastewater collection system, my friends. Stormwater, water supply. You know, we're, we're running on deep wells here now. I think we have, what, 12 or 13 deep wells. Former Mayor Murphy. Guys, anybody miss Mike? Can you, only, can you believe it's only been two years? Doesn't it seem like about eight? Anyway, Mayor Murphy, he was a big, uh, big fan of getting on surface water off of MID. Uh, I like that idea. You know, we got the lake out there. We keep that full all year long, put a little treatment plant right below that, throw a little chlorine, I don't know, whatever, fluoride, whatever they do to you. And of course, that lake water, man, you know, the East County water. You ever get a chance to talk to Hisham Etal? That guy, I could listen to him for an hour and a half, kind of like you listening to me. But he really knows his stuff about water, and that's some of the best water that flows out of the east side of the valley underground. Just really, 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 really good water. Won't need a lot of treatment, but we need to do something here in Merced because we're just sucking the ground dry. It's not getting any better. And I'm uh, having seen secondary treatment uh, work effectively in Southern California. Uh, I'm a fan of it, but again, very expensive, uh, whether or not it can be implemented with the existing system we have. Because if everything's going to GER and you've got uh, partially treated effluent, secondarily uh, secondary water, instead of discharging it onto the ground like we do now, and uh, growing wheat or oats or whatever we grow out there, we'd pump it back the way it came and use it in the irrigation and stuff that's going to proliferate North Merced as the development continues. I don't know. It's expensive. But, uh, again, you need to have a supply of water. You can have all the zero escape you want. you still got to have water. And that's some of the assumptions in this wastewater coll uh, collection system master plan that they've come here with us. It actually uses real numbers. There were a lot of assumptions before, you know, 85 gallons a person per day. Blah, blah, blah. And now they've uh, kind of tightened that up based on actual flows. Realize once you get water meters in, people naturally conserve. You know, they want to keep that bill down. And of course, you have events like this, this rain event that can really, uh, you know, flood a system. But they make assumptions for that, too. And so far, we have a pretty good plan, but we need to get it implemented in how we're going to pay for it. Is it going to be a parcel tax? Uh, how are you going to, uh, these improvements that need to go far away from development down you know, V Street, 
some of these areas, getting the uh, trunk lines all the way down to Gur Road. How are you going to be equitable to the developers way, way out in the north, north side, the east side of Merced, uh, developing there at the Virginia Smith Trust, UC Merced? Now, you remember when UC Merced went in and put a big trunk line down Bellevue, uh, specifically for their use? Uh, somebody, I think it was, what, 15,000 students of capacity. Turns out that has a, a lot of capacity in it, and the folks that will develop along Bellevue can tie into that for now. But at some point, that's going to run out, and is it really a fair process? You know, in other words, first guy uh, with, with financing gets the benefit, and what are the other people going to get? So we really need to look at that sooner than later because the development is coming along, and we need to charge fees uh, appropriately. We have to be business friendly. These things are not cheap. Again, a hundred and what was the number? Hundred fifty some million dollars is crazy. Hundred twenty four million three hundred ninety thousand. And again, that's an estimate, folks. Those, you know, by the time they bid it out, pipe will probably be a lot more expensive than that. So the wastewater wastewater collection system master plan uh, coming to the Merced City Council. Then they're going to talk. Uh, well, they're going to uh, confirm the existence of a local emergency within the territorial limits. Of the city of Merced's, and uh, that's something I'm sure that uh, releases probably some federal state money, that sort of thing. Obviously, there is an emergency. Uh, accepting flag request to be added to the 2023, another business item. Accepting flag request to be added to the 2023 flag calendar. Uh, it's kind of a controversy, kind of a controversial item. Uh, it's been before the council the last couple of years, you know, flying the flags of different organizations at different times of the year, other than the United States flag, the state of California flag, and the POWMIA flag. Other than those, the only flags we used to fly were some air pollution uh, control district flags, uh, asthma, that sort of thing, you know, if it's red, green, whatever, depending on the air quality. But now it's uh, gotten to a little bit, a little deeper, uh, somewhat political and uh, somewhat divisive, depending on what side of issues you're on. And so they're trying to get a calendar so they know what's coming up, so they know when the, I guess, when the protests are going to be. And then, uh, let's see, council, another business item. Councilman Ornalis's request to discuss establishing an emergency services motel policy. Not anything in the staff report. I can't remember when he asked for this. I don't know if this is an offshoot of uh, all the folks that are staying in the project home key, room key, re-key, uh, re-chip, whatever they're doing there to get these folks off the street and putting them into the local motels, you know, chairman. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're uh, trying to, I don't know what he's going to do. Again, Councilman Ornalis comes up with these items. If it's anything like the uh, letter going to the Department of Justice, probably we'll have a uh, unanimous council, or at least a majority, uh, ready to approve that. What else did I have down here? I think we've just about covered it all. We're running out of time here on Citizen Watch. Again, I want everybody to be safe out there. Uh, talking to an emergency services worker and essential personnel just recently, and uh, they're out there right now. They're getting ready. They have been getting ready. Again, it's not over till it's over. And the flooding is very, very dangerous to those folks that have been impacted by the floodings whose belongings have been destroyed, have been ruined. My heart goes out for you. I, I just, uh, it's no fun. It's terrible. Flood, fire. Any kind of disaster like that, the loss is, it's, uh, it's tough. You go through the stages of grief. You don't really know how to react. But I can tell you you have a community that, for the most part, is behind everybody. Uh, really, we're all human at this time, and we need to remember that. It would be great if we all could remember that.
Well, as I said, the bonus half hour goes quick. It's only a half hour. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station. This is Citizen Watch, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Be safe until we see each other next week on these airwaves. Your side had my heart storming The moon went high and stars quit shining Rain was driving, thunder, lightning You wrecked my whole